Hey, what's up, everybody? How you doing? Episode number 316, Drink Until You Podcast. The only podcast that lasts until the last drop. How the hell is your Sunday going? How the hell is your week? Happy Super Bowl Sunday. It's like its own holiday. Someone was saying that it should be on a Saturday. I disagree. It's, it does suck to get up and go to work uh, tomorrow. But it, it's always been Super Bowl Sunday. The S and the S, Super Bowl and Sunday. It just I mean, Super Bowl Saturday is still an S, Chris. It just doesn't have the same ring to it. Uh, I say we keep it Super Bowl Sunday. Uh, it's going to be... Uh, I want to say it's going to be a good one, but I don't really think that. <laughs> I don't think that at all. I think, and I said this last week, I think this is going to be one of the the lowest viewed Super Bowls in history. Um... And, and that's a big leap because you do have all the, the Swifties that are going to be watching that wouldn't normally watch. you know. So you're just going to have a mass amount of Taylor Swift fans watching this thing. They probably never, ever watch in the first place. There's more numbers. Um, I just look at it from the perspective of it's like when um, the Golden State Warriors were winning all their championships. It's just like I'm not even going to watch the finals. They're just going to hit every single three. They're just going to get all the foul calls. It's it's just going to go their way. There's no point to watch it. And and that's how I feel about Kansas City. As much as I was talking about them this season and how down they looked and different they looked and they're not looking as good and what's wrong with the Kansas City Chiefs? Nothing. Absolutely nothing was wrong. Those sons of bitches we're sandbagging the whole season, just fucking around, just having fun. Like, this is just scrimmage for them. Now that the playoffs hit, now that they're here, it's it's over, dude. 49ers fans, I hate to tell you, I would love for you guys to shock them uh, to a certain extent. I do dislike the 49ers, but uh, I would love to see you shock them to a certain extent. But I, I just don't think it's going to happen. And that is why I have the theory of it's not going to be... Um, watched by many people. Everybody knows what the outcome is going to be, right? Unless something spectacular happens. I know 49ers fans are thinking this is our year and this is our chance and we got to do it now. If there's ever a time to do it, it's it's now. But I mean, uh, Kansas City's just too strong, man. They're just too strong. They got one more game to lay out all the cards, to make all the plays that they didn't make during the season. They got to mess up and be like, oh, well, we're still going to make it to the playoffs. You know what I mean? Like, they're, they're just that team. Um, yeah, so um, I, I think it's going to be one of the least viewed. Uh, don't give a shit about the commercials. I'll hear about them <laughs> tomorrow on the morning shows, the, the sports talk morning shows. But for the most part, I mean, I guess my overall feeling for the Super Bowl is bahumbug. I don't want to see it. I'm going to watch it, but, you know, I'm not going to live and die. I'm not going to, you know, be glued to the TV as if my team were in there. You know, I definitely would be then. But um, that's just how I see it. I'm probably absolutely wrong. And this is going to be like a huge, like, viewed Super Bowl. Widely viewed. Worldwide. Who knows? Whatever. Uh, But we'll see. Um, What I am drinking tonight, by the way is my Bud Light Platinum, in case you didn't know, in case you hadn't been listening for the past couple of weeks. Uh, Bud Light Platinum, once again, 8% alcohol by volume seltzer. It's not the beer, it's the seltzer. 
wild berry. Let's get wild, everybody. If you got them, drink them. Bottoms up. Cheers. Well, we got a couple of things to talk about. Um, I've already given my NFL prediction. I mean, you already know what I think. So there's not much more to that story until the game is played. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit of NHL. Uh, we're going to do some uh, couple of pictures of the week. Uh, these are old recycled pictures of the week, but they're they're just so good. Um, we're going to talk about the Vegas Sphere. Did you guys see that guy was climbing the Vegas Sphere? What a set of cojones on this guy. Good Lord. That's so scary to me. I'm not like super scared of heights. I mean, I guess if you get me to a certain height, I would be. I don't know what height that would be. But, you know, I used to climb up on roofs and do Christmas lights and shit, like three-story houses, and I, I that's probably my limit. And <laughs> Now that I'm thinking about it, that's probably my limit. This dude was scaling this. I don't even know how giant this thing is. But basically, when it's zoomed out and you could see his little body climbing <laughs> on this thing, I mean, he was a speck. This thing is giant, dude. Uh, but that got me thinking, how much would it cost me to put my Drink Until You Podcast logo on that sphere. Um, I don't think it would be quite as much as a Super Bowl commercial. I think those are at least a couple of million for like, I don't know, what, half a second? <laughs> you get a flash of your logo and that that's it. And you paid all that money. Um, so that's what I'm going to look up right now, how much it would cost for me to put my Drink Until You Podcast logo on the sphere. Um, how much does it cost for a logo on the Vegas Sphere? Let's find out. Uh, the cost of a Sphere ad placement. According to reports, the Sphere offers advertising on its expansive 1.2 million LED lights. That's pretty impressive. Uh, screen at a staggering rate of, good God, $450,000 per day or $650,000 per week. Uh, I'm definitely going to have to to talk to my accounting department <laughs> for this podcast. For this. Do they let you finance? What would that... I mean, that's... Dude, that's a house. That's two houses. Uh, depending on which one. If you do the $450,000 one, that's like a... It's like two houses. If you do the six, I mean, you could get a fucking mansion for that, dude. Um, it takes money to make money. I do realize that, but good Lord. Let's see how long, uh, let's, let's do it like a house loan. If I wanted to do a full week so I could be sure that everybody for a full week could see my Drink Until You podcast logo to come listen to me burp into the mic <laughs> and talk, talk nonsense Let's see how $650,000 divided by, let's say, 30 years, like they would do for a, a home loan, right? 650 divided by 30. That's 21,666.66 a year. Let's, uh, let's see what it is monthly. I mean, that's basically, a, yeah, a regular rent payment. $1,805.55 a month to pay that bitch off in 30 years. Now, if I did something like that, how much, how long do you think it would take me to recoup <laughs> what I spent? 
I don't ha- I have koozies for sale, people. That's literally the only merch I've ever made for this podcast in six years. I'm just not a big like merch maker kind of thing. I thought the koozies were funny and cool, and they actually do have a QR code on them if you'd like to purchase one to where you just scan the code and it goes directly to the podcast page. Uh, iTunes, I believe it is. Um, yeah, dude, I don't, I don't know if, if I could actually like spend that kind of money to advertise for this podcast. I don't know if what I would get back my ROI as financial nerds say my return on investment. I don't know if that would be worth it. I don't think I would make that money back. I really don't. Like I said, there's nothing to sell other than getting a, a ton of fucking listens you know, um, that's my dream, by the way, (laughs) if, you know, and I know people pass away every day, people are born every day, if I could get one listen from everybody on earth, (laughs) I'd be doing something right, I think I'd be bigger than the, the Joe Rogan podcast at that rate, um, that's always been my goal, but I say that, you know, obviously jokingly, I know there's, you know, there's no way to have every single person listen to this podcast once. So it's kind of my little inside joke I've had for years, but, uh, that's crazy, dude. 1805 55. Uh, that would be my payment to get this, um, to get my podcast logo on that Vegas sphere. Now I do also want to mention (laughs) I do have a cash app, everybody. I do have a cash. If you want to help me, if you want to start donating to help me reach this unattainable goal, (laughs) uh, dollar sign drink until you. Um, I I don't think we can get there, people. I'm just going to go ahead and be negative about it. I don't think we can get there. Like even if you donated uh, for the next, I don't know, year, two years, I, I just, uh, 20 bucks for the next two years. It's not going to be enough. Um, I don't think my ROI would be worth it. I, Jesus Christ, I need some merch or something. What can I sell people? Um, it's, it's just like the things that I, I think about selling. It's like, I should be giving away for free koozies. Those should have been gone years ago. Uh, bottle openers. You don't fucking sell those. No one's going to buy your bottle opener. You got to give those away. And some kind of promo package. Um, I do want to do what I, I thought about a couple of years ago. I thought about going and buying like, you know, there's unique like beer glasses you can find at certain stores. Kind of one of a kind beer glasses or maybe, you know, over from overseas, whatever. You can find like unique beer glasses, one of a kind beer glasses or snifters or whatever kind, you know, schooners. Um, I thought about doing sort of like a raffle style, you know, learning how to put my logo on those kind of glasses and raffling them off. I don't know. I thought about, I thought about doing a lot of shit on this podcast that I haven't got to, but, uh, yeah, dude, that's, that's insane, man. That's a little too much, a little, a little too rich for me. Uh, if we were playing cards, this would be the point that I fold because <laughs> I know I don't have enough to beat you. I don't know. I know I don't have enough to, to put down to win. Um, that's just crazy, man. And in comparison, I forget how much, let's, let's go ahead and ask, how much does it cost for an advertisement during the Super Bowl? She usually reads this for the second consecutive year. The average cost of a 30 second commercial 
spot during the Super Bowl was reportedly seven million, bro. At least with the sphere, we're not even in the millions. Good lord. I mean, that's a lifetime loan. <laughs> you got to have some cheddar to be putting a Super Bowl advertisement. I mean, I knew it was in the millions. I just didn't think it was seven. I thought it was at like four. Uh, second year in a row, it's at seven. Inflation, ain't that a bitch, millionaires? No, they don't give a fuck. Uh, anyways, let's take another drink. Cheers, everybody. Let's get to the pictures of the week. All right. Um... Okay, this one's an oldie but a goodie, man. This makes me laugh every time I see it. And the, the I guess the meme circulating around now is the guy on the meme says, every couple of months or so, it pops into my head uh, that the guy from Bum Fights, the guy who started Bum Fights, which is kind of fucked up anyway. Like, I, I think I told this story a long time ago. I'm pretty sure when I was a little kid, it was my dad, my mom, me, and my brother. We were just going, you know, downtown Dallas. I forgot what we were doing. Who knows where we were going? It doesn't matter. We were going downtown Dallas and off a of Dolphin Road. Uh, if you're from Dallas, you definitely know Dolphin Road. Uh, and you're a drinker, you definitely know Dolphin Road. Uh, <laughs> we, we were exited off of I-30 onto Dolphin Road and we saw two bums fighting like and and the reason we could see them so well was there was a man standing there with like a legit like fucking uh news reporter camera like on his shoulder with the bright light shining this is like at nighttime with the bright light shining on these two bums just fucking fighting and we're stuck at this red light we're watching this shit from the truck it was wild and years later you know i kind of put the pieces together i was like i bet that was bum fights that was totally bum fights they're like here's this sandwich go at it or whatever it is here's this crack rock go at it and i'm not making fun of people that are homeless i i get they have mental disabilities that is a sad thing um but to exploit that that's even more sad right uh, to exploit that for views is even more sad. I mean, that's it was basically going the way of the world, um, the way the world was going way before it, it got there. You know, like now people will do fucking anything for views. They'll view, they'll like record their child getting hurt just so they can get a ton of views. It's like, dude, that's sick as fuck, bro. You realize that, right? That's not right. Uh, anyways, so I'm pretty sure I've seen a bum fight. <laughs> uh, like recorded bum fight, not just two bums randomly fighting. Uh, but they, yeah, they were rolling around on the grass. Like they totally could have fell down onto the highway. Like it was, it's fucking nuts, dude. And I'm just, you know, you're just frozen, especially as a kid. You're just like, you don't know what you're witnessing. You have to process this shit over the next however many years. Uh, but anyways, the funny, one of the funny things uh, that this guy did do the bum fights guy who started bum fights was <laughs> he showed up on Dr. Phil with a Dr. Phil mustache and he had his, he had his haircut <laughs> exactly like Dr. Phil, <laughs> which is like the biggest troll ever. You know, when Dr. Phil was, <laughs> was so ready to like jump all over this guy and be like, <laughs> How could you exploit people like this? And then when they call the guy out to the 
to the you know do the show or whatever he's dressed like him he's got his hair cut like him he's got a fucking mustache just like him oh dude <laughs> it's one of the funniest fucking pictures like seeing them two side by side and then and then when he goes on the show they do actually argue with each other because dr phil you know being you know whatever uh, self-righteous, I guess you could say. It's like trying to give the guy a hard time about <laughs> about bump fights, about creating bump fights, and like how fucked up it is that he's pitting two people against each other, you know, that don't have anything. Oh, dude, but the fact that he was just is like the same person arguing <laughs> with themselves. <laughs> it was, it's one of the best troll. I think about that. I'm right there with that meme. I think about that. I'm maybe not once every month, but you know, at least a couple of times a year, you know, <laughs> and it does fucking crack me up. Uh, not saying I agree with bum fights, but that was, it's a, fuck a sphere. You don't need to put your, <laughs> you don't need to advertise your shit on a sphere if you're that clever. If you're gonna go on Dr. Phil dressed as Dr. Phil and then and then proceed to argue with him. Oh, it's fucking great. Um Jesus Christ. Oh, I got I, I wish I had some some sort of network to do something that damn funny to troll something, somebody that well. That was that's pretty fucking brilliant. You know, I don't know if bump fights is really brilliant. I don't feel like it is. It's kind of a <clears throat> moral issue for me. Um, but uh, yeah, that that appearance on <laughs> Dr. Phil will always get a chuckle out of me. Uh, let's take another quick drink. And the next one, I don't know if I've ever mentioned this on the podcast, but this kills me every time I think about it. There's a dude a younger man and he is a bald man and he has glasses he did this thing to where he would go to the his local library every uh i don't know every week he would get like four books and you know he'd rent four books and then he'd go home and re i don't know if he read them or not but then a week later he would return those books and get four more books and then a week later he'd return those four books and get four more books he did this for like a couple of months but <laughs> the thing that makes it funny was every time he went into the library i guess he was good at doing like costumes and stuff so hit on his bald head he would literally just make it bigger as if like the knowledge he was getting from these books was like expanding his brain and making his his cranium bigger dude so it's like after the after the fourth week he goes in there his head is like huge he has like there's a picture online of him you know of his head of his bald head and it's like it's done so well like the makeup whatever you call it the cosmetic part of it is done so well it's so believable he looks like fucking megamind dude just like a you know a human version of megamind his head is so big by the time dude and i just want to <laughs> i just want to know what the fucking what the people at the at the library were thinking seeing this guy coming back week after week is like is this is his head getting bigger <laughs> you know and they're like they're like renting more books for themselves now, like trying to make their brain bigger. Dude, it's such a funny fucking troll that nobody asked for. Nobody told this guy to do this. 
nobody like had an inside joke or you know it was just something off the top of his head that he thought to do that would be hilarious and it turns out it was fucking amazing dude i'm telling you that it's one of the last i guess pictures before he gave it all up or whatever but his head is so fucking huge and bald and like it looks like a a damn light bulb bro it's so funny man that people think to do shit like that i just really would love to know <laughs> what, what was going through the librarian's minds like i've been reading books for 60 years and that's never happened to me like what the hell is what is he reading maybe they start renting the books that he was getting <laughs> like he's getting some kind of special knowledge that's making his brain grow oh dude it's so fucking good um that's all i have for the picture of the, of the week um, those two, I mean, they'll, they'll just always tickle me. Those two, thinking about those two people doing those things will always tickle me. And that's what you need sometimes in life. You need something that's just going to make you laugh. When you're in a bad mood, you're, you're feeling down, you're kind of sad, just something like that can completely change your day. You know, <laughs> the trolling of other people, you know what I mean? Um, let's take another drink. Cheers, everybody. Um... All right, <clears throat> let's go over it. Uh, how, how long have I done so far? Jesus Christ, it's almost over, people. I don't want it to be over. I want to hang out with you guys. All right, I had to pause. Uh, I really had to go to the bathroom. So uh, <clears throat> let's go ahead and move on. Let's go to uh, NHL talk. Uh, this just happened last night, Ottawa versus Toronto. Uh, <laughs> this kind of makes me laugh, too, a little bit. Uh, what's his name? Ridley Grieg. I'm not even going to pretend I know these two players that were involved in this. Ridley Grieg <laughs> of the Ottawa Senators. Uh, time winding down. Empty net. Toronto has an empty net. Uh, decide, <laughs> decides to like the hardest slap shot in the world into the empty net, like close range. Uh, and Toronto did not take it so well. The the first person on the scene would be Morgan Riley. <clears throat> I feel like I've heard that name plenty. Uh, Ridley Grieg, I really don't, I haven't heard too much of. Um, <clears throat> Morgan Riley comes over after the slap shot into the empty net and two-hand uh, cross-checks the dude in the jaw. like And dude just crumbles down to the ice, obviously players spill over the bench you know it's, it becomes some sort of brawl uh it wasn't really a brawl i wouldn't i wouldn't call it that maybe that was a misuse of words um <clears throat> but yeah i mean that people got upset people got offended uh which is totally like i don't know why i like it so much like i'm not a huge fan of disrespect you know what i mean like in general you're out in public and someone's just disrespecting the cashier or, you know, they're talking shit to the waitress. And it's just, I don't, I can't fucking stand that. It really, like the injustice of it drives me up a wall. Uh, but in this instance, I don't know. I don't know why. I can't tell you. When Ridley Grieg shot that puck into the empty net like a full-on slap shot, there's no goaltender. Uh, it it kind of made me chuckle, you know, um, which is, you know, I, like I said, I'm not into being disrespectful just <laughs> for whatever reason. I don't know why. For whatever reason, that one makes me laugh. 
I guess because it can be perceived as innocent. Obviously, Toronto has pride. They're not going to put up with that. Um, there, there's just so many like unwritten rules in hockey. In case you don't know, like there's there's certain shit you don't do at the end of the period. Um, you know when you hear the buzzer go off. Let's say a team's attacking the other team. They're in the offensive zone. The buzzer goes off. If you shoot that puck still after the buzzer, uh, I mean, the other team <laughs> will lose their goddamn mind, dude. And they will they will brawl over it. They don't give it. That, like, it's ultra disrespectful, you know. Um, <clears throat> to have a shot, you know, bounce off the goalie. The goalie covers it, calls it dead. You know, the refs whistle it dead dead play. If you were to take that puck as the opposing team that's in the offensive zone, if you were to take that puck and put it into the net just to be funny for like shits and giggles, I mean, World War Three <laughs> would come out on the ice. Like there's just some unspoken shit you don't do. <laughs> it's like, um, it's like a bat flip in baseball. You know what I mean? <clears throat> the, what, what, um, Greg did. It's like a bat flip in baseball. It set people off, you know. It's like he had no reason. He could have just gracefully <laughs> put it in there. But it's like the extra muscle on the shot is like the extra flex. Like, ah, like we're going to win this game now. Um, yeah, dude, Toronto was not having it. And um, Morgan Riley came over and let him know, bro. That's what I love about hockey, man. That's what I love. Yes, there's referees. Yes, there's rules. You know, yes, there's unspoken rules like I just talked about. But, dude, if if a team does not like you or does not like what you just did. Uh, oh, the other one I can think of is snowing the goalie. If you're skating and the goalie covers the puck, you know, you're trying to score, but it got away from you. The goalie covers the puck and you skate in and stop and snow the goalie. I don't know if that would necessarily start World War III, but somebody's going to have something to say to you about it. But that's what I love about hockey is, yes, there's rules. Yes, there's refs. Yes, there's unspoken agreements, you know, amongst gentlemen, if you will. Um, but, dude, they will police themselves immediately. Baseball is a little bit of the same way, too. Uh, like, what's that guy's name? McCormick. For the Astros running down the face uh, first baseline, and it's clearly he's just going to be out. The ball's already there in the first baseman's glove, but McCormick reaches out to like knock the ball out of the guy's hand. That's an unspoken thing. You don't do that. And the pitcher, the next time McCormick was up, let him know he hit him with a 99 mile per hour fastball. You don't do that. That is unacceptable. We police ourselves in a certain way. I love that about hockey. I absolutely love that. They are the authority. I mean, at the end of the day, sure, you can sit a guy in the penalty box, but um, if you've pissed someone off bad enough on the opposing team, they're waiting for you to come out of that penalty box so they can kick your fucking ass. Dude, it's so fucking beautiful. It's such a beautiful game. And people want fighting to be gone from hockey? Excuse me, but no. Never, ever, ever should fighting be done with hockey. Never should it be gone from hockey. Ever, ever, ever. For as long as it exists, it should always be a thing. Because 
that, like I said, that, that keeps the balance of things. You know, if, if you're doing a piece of shit move, um, I, and technically I get it cross checking someone to the jaw with two hands, very dangerous, very, very dangerous. I get it. Morgan Riley just did that. I get it. And I'm not saying it's justified, but, um, you know, we can kind of all sympathize with his position. He was in the heat of the moment, <laughs> you know, whatever. Uh, he just did a like ultra disrespectful slap shot on our empty net goal as if there were a goaltender in there to stop it. Uh, you're going to ruffle some feathers. If you don't think you're going to ruffle some feathers, you're playing the wrong sport. Uh, Ridley Grieg. Um, so yeah, there's, there's a little situation going on. There's probably going to be some suspensions. I don't know if Grieg is actually okay. I didn't see more of the clip, uh, to know if he was helped off the eye. I don't know, but, um, that's, that, that is at the same time, you know, I, I maybe he should have just punched him. I don't know, but, um, yeah, don't do disrespectful shit. It, it, if you got to know that about the sport you're playing. This ain't fucking football where they're going to kick you out if you get in a fight with somebody. No, this is hockey. You can fight somebody if they, they do something you don't like. So, um, 10 out of 10 <laughs> on slap shotting into an empty net goal. Uh, 0 out of 10 on not protecting yourself immediately after. What the fuck were you thinking, Greek? You know, you knew that was coming. You knew that shit was coming the second you did it. You knew they weren't going to be happy about it, and you didn't even protect yourself. What the fuck, dude? Um, that's like a guy punching Mike Tyson on the plane and expecting him not to hit him back. You know, no, you know what's coming. This dude's got, he can rage out if he needs to. You know what I mean? Um, and he went light on the guy on the plane. Anyway, let's go ahead and take another drink. There's, there's my two cents. Cheers, everybody. All right. What do we got next? Um, <laughs> the fucking Dr. Phil thing cracks me up. Um, okay, we're going to end this episode. Let's go with delish.com. I, I, I feel like they've done us right over the years. We're going with... We're doing Super Bowl drink recommendations. 31 crowd-friendly drinks to make for your Super Bowl party. We're not going to do all 31. We're only going to do three. Maybe four if I get the wild hair. Um, number one, I'm just out on Best Bloody Mary. No, we all know what's in that, right? Touchdown Punch. That sounds like something I haven't heard of before. Uh, Touchdown Punch recipe. Open a new tab. These are all from delish.com. Thank you, delish.com, um, for sponsoring this episode, even though you didn't know. <laughs> you you have no clue that you're sponsoring this episode with your drink recommendations, but you are. Uh, here's what the hell you're going to need for it. One liter Sprite, four cups seltzer, uh, one 750 ml bottle Prosecco, one cup vodka, fourth cup blue Curacao, that's how the tipsy bartender says it, so that's how I say it. One lemon, thinly sliced, three cups of ice. Step one, combine all ingredients in a punch bowl. Stir to combine and serve into glasses. Okay, well, there you go. Not really many steps to that one. Just put all the shit together 
and you should be good. Stir a little bit, and you should be good. Uh, that sounds pretty good. Colorful, festive. I mean, the, the blue Curacao would make more sense if either of the teams in the Super Bowl were blue, like my Dallas Vulcan Cowboys. Uh, but they're not there. It's, it's both red teams. Uh, so anyways, that's the first one. The uh, touchdown punch. Super easy to make. Not many ingredients. All right. Uh, what else are we looking for? Champagne margaritas, maybe. Uh, football jello shots. That's going to have a lot of stuff. I've done these before, though. I've totally done these before. Did I do these last year on the Super Bowl? History repeats itself, man. Like, I, I just... They were probably all from delish.com, too. Uh, let's go with this one. Grapefruit rosemary mocktail spritz. Uh, does mocktail imply that it doesn't have alcohol? Because I'm, I'm not down with that right now. I want alcohol. Uh, let's see. Open a new tab. Delish.com. I don't want to accept cookies. I don't accept cookies, ever. Uh, here's how you make the ro- rosemary syrup even though it didn't give any indication that you were going to have to make rosemary syrup. Uh, Half a cup granulated sugar, two fresh sprigs of rosemary. Hey, remember that time I called uh, thyme thyme (laughs) on the episode, on the podcast? That was pretty funny, right? Uh, Anyway, sorry. Uh, One half cup granulated sugar, two fresh sprigs rosemary, half a teaspoon of kosher salt. Spritz, here's what you're going to need. One tablespoon granulated sugar, more sugar. Uh, fourth ta- a teaspoon, excuse me, smoked paprika. Uh, one wedge ruby red grapefruit, just one. Uh, three ounces grapefruit flavored sparkling water. Three ounces grapefruit juice. One fresh sprig. Here's how the hell you make it. Let's see how many steps this has before I get into it. Okay, only a couple of steps. Uh, in a small saucepan over medium-high heat, bring sugar, rosemary, salt, and half a cup water to a simmer. Reduce heat to medium-low to maintain a gentle simmer and cook, stirring often to dissolve sugar. About two minutes, let cool slightly. Step two, transfer syrup and rosemary to an airtight container. Refrigerate until ready to use. Uh, step number three, make a head Syrup can be made three days ahead. Keep refrigerated. Um, I never plan out drinking that far in advance. It's just always like, oh, we're drinking now, you know? Uh, Here's how you make the spritz. In a shallow bowl or plate, mix sugar and paprika. Step two, gently rub edge of tall glass with grapefruit wedge, leaving a small amount of juice on rim. Reserve wedge for serving. Roll glass in sugar, mixture to coat rim. Step three, fill glass with ice, add sparkling water, grapefruit juice, and three-fourths ounce rosemary syrup. Using a cocktail spoon, stir to combine. Push rosemary sprig through center of reserved grapefruit wedge and garnish glass. There were violating grapefruits here. Uh, That's how the hell you make it. A lot of steps there. I hope you got it all. Grapefruit rosemary mocktail spritz. Uh, was there any liquor in this? I didn't even think about it. No. <laughs> Mocktail. It's at, That's probably the first time I've given out a drink recommendation that's not been alcohol. Um, oh, are they going to limit me on what I can view? Uh-oh. 
Do I have one more? Can I get one more? Delish.com. Uh, let's see what else she could make. Michelada. I mean, that's a classic by now, right? This is all for a Super Bowl party? Spiked hot chocolate. I fail to see how that correlates with the Super Bowl. Spiked hot chocolate? Uh, that doesn't make any sense. Shandy Punch. Espresso Mocha Crunch Mocktail. Now, what's the deal with these mocktails, dude? Moscow Mule. We know how to make that one by now, don't we, people? Gold Rush Cocktail. Hey, how about this? I haven't heard of this one. At least to my knowledge at this point. Uh, here is the Gold Rush Cocktail. No cookies. No. Oh, they did it to me, bro. They did it. Oh, no, you're out of free articles. All right, well, then screw you, Delish. We're going with someone else. Liquor.com. You can't go wrong with Liquor.com. That, that could be an advertisement for you guys. Hit me up at Drink Until You on X. Drink Until You Podcast on Facebook. Drink Until You Podcast on Instagram. I, even though I don't post many pictures on Instagram anymore. I'm not a photographer. I don't have that many pictures to post. Here we go. This is the last one for the eventual winners of the Super Bowl. This is called... Hey, where'd the name go, buddy? This one's called Kansas City Horse Feather. Ha! How about that? Yes, I want to see what it is. Where's the recipe? Where's the recipe? This is from Liquor.com, who won't limit us on articles we can view. Um, here's what you're going to need. One and a half ounce whiskey. Starting off great. Four ounces ginger beer. Four dashes Angostura bitters. One lemon wedge. Here's how the hell you make it. Add whiskey, ginger beer, and bitters to a Collins or highball glass filled with ice. Squeeze lemon wedge over the drink and add the wedge husk to the glass. Stir gently to combine. That's it, people. That's it. That's all you got to do to make the horse feather, the Kansas City horse feather. Uh, as always, don't drink and drive. Get a damn Uber. Get a damn Lyft. Message a damn DoorDash. <laughs> There's just too many resources, people. Too many resources where you don't have to drink and drive anymore at all. You don't have to. Call a friend. Call your mom. Call my mom. She's a little ways away, but she'll come get you. Uh, anyways, <laughs> if you got them drinking, bottoms up. Sorry, mom. I didn't mean to offer up your your car. All right, everybody. Um, yeah, almost 40 minutes in. These are just getting longer and longer. These episodes. I can't stop talking. Like verbal diarrhea, as Razor would say. Uh, anyways, thank you guys for listening. Go Super Bowl. Go footballs. Go championships. Um, I hope you guys have a great Super Bowl. Be safe. Hey, 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 let me, let me, this is real. This is real. The drinking and driving thing is real, but this is real too. Uh, wrap it up tonight, fellas. Wrap it up tonight. I don't know why I have this feeling, but I feel like Super Bowl Sunday is one of the highest days to get impregnated. You know, you're eating snacks, you're happy, you're laughing with your friends, you're drinking booze, you're doing whatever you do, you know, you start to think, oh my, I might love him, you know, whatever. Uh, <laughs> just uh, be safe. I'm not saying kids are a bad thing. Kids are not a bad thing. I love 
my kids. I love having kids. Uh, but if you're not ready, if you're not ready, if you're not there yet, just wrap it up. You know, tomorrow's a new day. Don't wake up with the oh shit. Don't spend the next couple of weeks in the oh shit category. In the oh shit mind frame, you know. I what did it, what did we do on Super Bowl Sunday? Just wrap it up, people. None of my statistics I just said about it being the most day, the day that most people get pregnant on is real. I haven't looked that up at all. I just feel that way. You know, there's no facts backing that. I just feel that way. You know, people's inhibitions go away. You're having a good time, like I just said. Uh, just be safe. Be careful. Unless you want to make a baby, baby, then go right ahead. You have fun. You do you. Uh, let's finish these off. Cheers, everybody. Ah. Oh, it's delicious. It does the trick every time. All right. I will talk to you guys next week. Uh, we'll see who the champions are. We'll see if I'm right on the views. Uh, we'll see if I'm right on who wins the championship easily. Um, and I will talk to you guys next week. I love you all. Be safe out there. 